1: Welcome back to the Officially Unofficial Podcast presented by Blue Wire Networks. I'm your host, the former face of junior college baseball, the fall American Johnny Junta. And man, oh man, this is a special episode to me. We're joined with a very good friend of mine who just became a father. Congratulations. It's my boy, Tyler Beattie. How are we doing, Beads? We're good, Johnny. Good to be back on the podcast, brother. And the next guest is a guy, like I always say, I've been grinding to get on the show. He's absolutely electric. We've heard nothing about electric stories from him. It is Logan Webb of the San Francisco Giants, the ace, the legend. What's up, brother? How are we? What's up,
2: my man? Excited to be on here.
1: I'm excited to have you. And speaking about that, there's a funny story. So does the date July 12th, 2020 uh, ring a bell to you? July 12th, 2020. It won't. It won't. And the reason why is because that was the first time I DM'd you to come on the podcast. So it's a long time coming. <laughs> it's been two and a half years to have been grinding to get you on the show. And we finally did it. We made it. So uh, this is monumental for the brand. Just know I've been a Logan Webb guy for over two and a half years. That's, well, that's, that's, that's the moral the story. Johnny. Way to I it. And Johnny. Like, yeah, you just love to see it. But I want to Pete. let's go into it here. So you're a father now. You mentioned before the show, you just don't sleep. That's a nightmare fuel for me because now I don't, I might not want to become a dad now. Maybe talk me into it. <laughs> What's the new father
3: life like for you? It's worth it, bro. Yeah. I mean, we, it look, it's, and it's so temporary. The, the first, you know, few weeks, months he's, you know, he's feeding every couple hours. So we're awake. It's, it's all good. It's worth it when he, you know, reaches over and he squeezes my finger and looks at me and, uh, you know, the cutest guy alive. So, uh, man, it's, it's been a blessing. My wife and I are, uh, are loving being parents and, uh, it's been, it's been a great journey so far. We love that little man.
1: And one thing everyone says is is like your your whole perspective on um life changes after you have a kid. Let's get sentimental here. Am I going to stop being a piece of scum troll on Twitter to people if I have a child? Like will I will my whole view on things turn around? Like how 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 will my life change? How has your life changed?
3: Yeah, no, you you started to fade into the background. Whatever your family dynamic is, if you think you're the guy in the family, like you're the man, that you just you just fade to the background. You you're no longer important, so maybe you'll need to to stay strong on social media to just insert yourself to feel as if you're still important because you're just not important anymore. So um, it's great though. I mean, there's there's nothing like there's there's nothing that's as important now as as being a dad and trying to raise him right. So. Uh, things that I used to care about don't, don't care about as much anymore. So,
1: and That's- obviously, I mean, the kid's still young. Have we, uh, ha- has Webby pitched becoming a godfather to you yet? Where's that stand? Where are we at with that? Have you picked a potential God? Like, what are the suitors here? Like, what are the top five, like the final five suitors for you for godfather here? Cause Webby would be all time. Let me say that. Yeah, like would- that kid will be the cockiest yeah. human being of all time. Rightfully so. <laughs> Logan Webb is my godfather. would be all time. Where do you stand on that? Like, yeah, is Logan me- in the, is he uh, taking mean, attention?
3: I would certainly be honored if, if Webby would, would take the crown as godfather to Bo. Um, If, if he feels as if he can't uh, fulfill that duty, uh, (laughs) it's a huge call. Um, If he feels like he can't, then I feel like we have some, a a couple other guys who could fill in. Um, But yeah, no, Webby, obviously I married, I married him and Sheridan last year and um, and then Tyler Rogers and his wife a few years before. So, I feel as if those two guys could, could plug and play and be, be, Godfather. Wow. Are we breaking news here? Webby? Is this, is this like, is this
1: brand is this breaking news here for you? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. I mean, this is a, listen, and I will say this, if you guys want to get married again, little 25 year anniversary, I do. I did my online uh, certificate to become what's that thing called. I don't know what it's, what's it called
3: to just be certified
1: yeah i've done my online the, certificate just in case i if there's another wedding in 25 years a little 25 year re-up i yep. will i'll put my uh name in the hat here so just yeah. write that down somewhere you'll, but why let's be, go in.
2: you'll so, be the first to ask
1: i'll be I, I appreciate that and who knows where i'll be 25 years down the road i mean god i if i have a kid i, I i'm 25 now so i'll be 50 so that'll be a really tough look how so Webby, let's go into this for a second here. So you picked beads here to be like to be a part of your wedding. Was what was that conversation like? Was that just you hit him up random, or was this like pre-announced? Like, did he know this was going to happen?
2: I so I saw him do uh Tyler and Jen's wedding, and then he did he did amazing. I you know it was funny seeing him go up there the first time because I was like you know it's just gonna be <laughs> like just beat it going up there, and I just uh um. And he did amazing. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta ask this guy. I, and my, my wife was like, she really wanted him to do it. So I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess we're doing this. So I texted him. and like, we had other, op- there was like one other option, and we didn't really know the guy, but he'd done some weddings before. And we're like, we love Beatty Like, let's get this guy. Let's see if he can, if, if he will even do it. So I texted him and I asked, and um, you know, he was like, yeah, let me check my schedule. You know, let's- wow. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I
2: and, uh, and then, uh, but yeah, I guess he, uh, he also retired, you know, he's he's retired. Oh, you're now. done.
1: That yeah, was, was was that, was did. that like the? I mean, did you hang the jersey up, the suit up? Are you done? You're retired now? Because I mean, <laughs> I'm up. a guy here in four or five years. Like, you got to come out of retirement, Michael Jordan style, like, write that lit le- that, uh, that letter. I'm back. Period.
3: I mean, are we going to get that going? I mean, let don't, I mean, you can't retire this early. There's not many greater things to take to the grave than I got to marry Logan Webb. I mean, like, if you can't get any better than that, then I don't know what – I think my kids will be like, man, that's cool that you played in the big leagues, but, man, you got to marry Logan Webb? What? Oh, so, uh, you know, we'll see. I might come out of retirement. Depends on – Only for me, though. That's it. it. I want to be the final
1: dance. Like, I don't want – listen, Webby, I'm going to overstep you here. I want to be the last dance. I want yeah. to be the last dance for BD here. So we're we- going to get that popping for sure. But let's go into your friendship. So obviously you guys know each other coming up through the, through the Giants system, but Webby, what, what like made you gravitate towards BD here? Like what made BD different? Like right? what, is he a locker room guy cracking the jokes, keeping the boys loose? Like what, what stood out to you
2: here with Tyler? He's definitely the, yeah, he's definitely the loose guy. Uh, you know, he wants to have fun. He he kind of took me under his wing and, uh, so we were drafted same year and, um, we got to the AZL and the AZL is a shit show. It's 120 out. It's, it's hot. And, uh, you know, I was away from my family for the first time and he, he'd already done it. So he kind of just took me under his wing and, um, yeah, he kind of showed me the way and, uh, know I was lucky to have him. That's why I wanted him to be the officiant. Obviously I'd known him for so long and, but yeah, he's definitely the loose guy, you know, Always you know, some cracking some jokes and always has a big smile on his face and um yeah, that's that's the, that's that guy. I would say
1: like Beedy is kind of like what I would be but he's just fucking nasty at baseball. Like Beedy is like a like a, a baseball's version of me where he's loose. I'm sure Beedy throws in a couple chews every now and again. Be We'll take we'll say that off the record. Beedy's kind of like me. That's what that's what he is. So Beedy, I mean, you taking Webby here under your wing. Were you, did you, did you see something in him from when he came into the system? Like this guy's going to be fucking nasty. Like wh- what happened here?
3: Oh yeah. I mean, Webby, he had that personality. It's just like, you wanted to be around him. He was, he was confident in himself. Um, I saw a lot of myself in him and it's, it's great to just like, to be able to, cause I, I almost signed out of high school. And so I felt as if I could relate to him a little bit as he was kind of getting into pro ball, the things that I experienced in college and like knowing that he was still a kid, like he was either 17 or 18, just turned 18. And uh, like, I knew the life and journey he was about to embark on. And so I knew he wanted to still be a kid, but at the same time, you know, uh, be professional in his craft. And so, like he said, like, I, I felt as if I could blend the two personalities and lifestyles and help him sort of navigate the, the both of them. Now we didn't get to play his first few full seasons just because he was younger and started off. And um and, and short season and and in Salem Kaiser and then in Augusta and things like that. So we didn't get to cross past a ton there. But when we were together in spring trainings and stuff like that, um, we were always you know going out and making sure we were getting meals together and uh, and uh, yeah. hanging with each other. So, uh, that's that's sort of where it started for for the two of us. There.
1: So why What? When did beads here? Like, when did he break the news to you that he was an up and coming rapper? Like, because obviously we're breaking news here. I'm going to make, I might make it the intro of the podcast. Um, When did he break the news to you that he was like, he has some shit cooking up?
2: (laughs) Uh, I don't remember the, it was in the ACL at some point. Someone I think played it on the speaker. Wow. And uh, yes, it's good. I mean, it's really good. Uh, My favorite listening to that though was 20, 19 so uh brandon crawford does a thing at the end of the year where he picks everybody's walkout song and i and bd you were throwing i think i think you threw that day but he he put your song um like that was your walkout song for the day and it was fantastic it was great (laughs) You you would think it was a normal rapper like it was good it was a good song you know what i mean like it's it's good shit
1: I need to tap in. I need to tap into it. I, I, I didn't know about this. I'm pretty pissed off. You never told me about it. But listen, that is, uh, that's something that's all time. So, did, how long have you been doing this, Pete? Like, was this a high school thing for you, or just fucking around, or like when did this start? Because I, I don't know if you were doing it at Vandy. Maybe that increased your draft stock a little bit.
3: <laughs> I, I messed around with it in high school. I went to uh, my junior year. I, I went to a, a prep school, and so I lived there. And there were kids who were international came in who were super gifted and could they were for some reason making making hip-hop bees at that time and i was the guinea pig i'd get on there and try to spit something that was garbage and then i started making some stuff in college and you know as i went through the draft process i'm surprised you didn't hear it because um when i when i didn't sign with the blue jays there was a couple songs that i made that were somewhat of like a response to that the hate really blue jays fans and uh, and then I, I made another like few songs in Pro Bowl in like 2015. So what's funny is so Webby talked about 2019 when I was still with the Giants. Um, Crawford picked our walkouts, but then I pitched when I was with Pittsburgh this year, Webby faced off against each other. Webby and I did, and and Crawford came up to the plate using my walkout song. Wow. I was so shook. I was like kind of thrown off. I was like, no, no way. Like, cause no, no one else noticed it. Maybe it kept it cool out there, no smile. Ah, uh, well, because I was getting my shit pushed in. So I was like, well, I can't smile and have a good time because, you know, but it was so funny, man. And Crawford, he's the guy who, like, you know, there's guys who, like, Bumgarner hated it. Like, they weren't, like, not cool with it, but Crawford, in a way, embraced it and was, and it allowed me to sort of be myself in that. And so him doing that was sort of a, a cool moment for sure.
1: Yeah. No, I, and speaking about players on our team, I got to ask you, Wabs, about this guy. Maybe you could plug me with him here. This is a guy, in my opinion, that's one of my favorite pitchers of all time because, one, after every single half inning, he throws his dip out, and it's an absolute hog leg in his lower lip. Kevin Gossman. (laughs) I am the biggest Kevin Gossman guy on planet Earth. I have blown up on TikTok talking about how much I love this dude, how good he is. He's the fap god, the fit or whatever, fap leader in baseball. What is Goss like? Because this dude, I'm almost positive he's high a lot of the time, which is electric, and he talks about it openly. What's what's K Goss
2: like? He's he's probably he's uh, man. He was good for me, man. He was he was the one that um that really like helped me these past or 2020, then really 2021. Just kind of like really took me under his wing and showed me how to be like. A big league, you know what I mean, and 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 do all the right things. He's he is the man. Are you talking about when he goes off the field? He's throwing out his gun. Yeah.
1: So what he does. So this. Listen, like I am humble brag. I'm big here with Toronto Blue Jays Twitter and all that stuff. Humble brag again. Every single time, one thing I notice about him is he'll come off the mound, go like this, and then fucking launch his dip into orbit. And I'm assuming no, like go potentially go. hit a child or something. No,
2: it's gum. It's gum found oh, it's gum yeah
1: okay but i've seen pictures of him in the dugout with hammers in his mouth though
2: he did so he, he puts a new one in every half inning oh, i mean then, that's that's my thing New piece of gum in and then funny. so he he had this thing uh in college where he had to have like a whole thing of powdered donuts um <laughs> before he pitched so he, i think he was telling me a story i, I I don't want to get the names wrong, but I think it was Adam Jones when he's with the Orioles and it was a rookie. Like he filled his locker with powdered donuts. And so that was his pregame routine. He eat a whole thing of powdered donuts. Oh,
1: that is fu- That is disgusting. Good for her. I mean, that <laughs> guy is something else, dude. What, BD, what is your pregame routine? Like, because obviously you kind of got like thrown through the ringer. You were a reliever and then a starter, like this year, kind of doing bo- back and forth here. What is like, did you keep your pregame routine the same or like, what were you doing when you were a starter and reliever before you would go oh, out and pitch?
3: Yeah. When you're really, for me, when I'm a starter, it's like, man, I feel like I can't sleep the night before I got to eat like at like maybe like six hours before the game. Cause I'm not hungry before the game. Um, if I am, I try to crush like a peanut butter sandwich. And then, you know, I go out and do all my stuff. But as a reliever, man, it was like, even if I figured I was going to pitch that day, I could eat a full meal right before we went out you know, do a little bit of stretching and stuff like that, but not as high intense, not as stressful, not as anxious for the game for some reason. So, uh, routine was different for sure, but I, you know, I enjoyed both still, whatever it is.
1: Well, what about you? Because obviously this year, humble brag. I mean, you just fucking carved. I mean, two nine ERA is that good fucking stat nerds. in my mentions, is that good? Like, <laughs> What did you do good, different this year, or did you like just change up mechanic stuff, or were you just a guy where it's like I need my pre- pre-game routine to be switched up a little bit
2: here? Um, I would say so. Nineteen, I came up, I and I, sh- I struggled a little bit, and I had a game in uh, in St. Louis. Uh, B, you'll remember
3: this. <laughs> Is this the sushi game?
2: Yeah. So we were in St. Louis, and we're at the Ritz Carlton. So I, we had a day game the next day. It was early. It was like an eleven o'clock game for some reason and um so at, at, at that Ritz they have a like little sushi bar in the lobby so I decided to eat sushi the night before couldn't sleep stomach killing me shitting all morning <laughs> I get out no joke like I start playing catch so the anthem's like 10 minutes before I start playing catch as the anthem is starting <laughs> and I'm like oh this is the worst I'm like hurrying I get out there I, I'm coming in there like i throw like maybe 15 warm-up pitches i uh i walk into the dugout everyone's laughing because they had to like stop the game like the starter couldn't start the game because i was still on the field like walking into the dugout everyone's laughing at me and i'm like you guys should not be laughing right now this is gonna be a bad game (laughs) well two and a half innings and eight runs later oh no uh, yeah it wasn't good it was it was it was a tough day so then uh Next day, Stephen Vogt, uh, the best dude ever, uh, sits me down. He's like, hey, you need to – he's like, you need to have a set routine where you start sh- your, all your stuff at a certain time throughout the day. And uh, and then, like, say you do have stomach problems. Like, you give yourself enough time just in case that happens. So he, 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 uh, he told me that, and I just kind of went with it. And I've been doing that ever since, and – I think just the more you do it, the more you What do you, you get- do?
1: What do you eat? What's your meal? Because, listen, we're going to, like, go through, like, it's it's going to be like when the husband and wife shares, like, a pregnant cycle together where they go through the same shit. I'm going to start doing this in season. I'm going to start doing your pre pregame routine with you. What is your pregame routine? Like, what do you do the night before? What are you eating? So I can start writing it down and going through it with you. So we can maybe update each other. How are you feeling, Webb? How are you feeling, Johnny? Like, kind of going back and forth with it.
2: Uh, so i'm not i'm not big on like the or like the night before thing isn't isn't a huge thing i just um you know i'll eat whatever's at the field try to keep it light and then next day normal breakfast once i get to the field though i have sort of like uh like i do a lot of my shit at the same time but the there's two things that i do one is the uncrustable and a banana I'll do that mm. we don't have those before.
1: in Canada, so that's gonna have to get maybe I have to make my own all right, so that's t v and jt
2: and j but I do it so i i go um Red Bull <laughs> right when I get to the field, another red bull two hours before wow, and then a sugar free red Bull <laughs> an hour before, so I have three red bull that,
1: that is fucking psycho shit
2: that's i yeah.
1: I mean, listen. This is why I know we're going to be good friends because I used to work for Red Bull. So that's just like a little oh. sign from the man upstairs that we're boys. Did you ever? So do you ever like tap into the flavors, or is it just strictly just like the the regular Red Bull?
2: Just the regular Red Bull. What they have at the field, they got the regular and the sugar free.
1: Beads, are you? Are you? I'm. A, are you
3: like a Red Bull guy? Yeah, blast off. Usually, like the fourth. If I'm in the pen, I usually blast off in the fourth inning. That's all time.
1: Are you going like seventy two mil or what's it called? Uh, Seven fit. What are you doing? The small one. Maybe it's a forty eight. Okay, so like the medium one, the three fifty five. That's I think so. Listen, we're we're on two different metric systems here because I'm in Canada, so I don't know what you're Uh, what we're referring to here. But no, that is the Red Bull psycho shit. So your heart is just is in shambles when you're pitching. That is all time. So. Are you the type of guy in the dugout where you're, like, mellow and relaxed, no one fucking talked to me? Or are you just trying to keep it loose, like, if no one's talking to you, you're kind of weirded out by it?
2: I've I've tried I've tried to do, like, the – so that was, like, 19 and 20. We had some older guys there that, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff they did was, like, you know, don't talk to me sort of thing. Uh, you know, if you're starting that day, lock it in. And then, like, Gaz got there. And he's not really like that. And, you know, I had some other guys that weren't really like that. And I just started like, you know, I started messing around. Like, you know, I like talking to dudes. I, I watch TikToks all day. Like, you know, I, I have all my stuff that I'll, you know, I have a certain period of time where I'm looking at scattering reports and stuff, but like I'm there for a, a long time. So when I'm sitting there, like I'm talking to dudes and like I said, watching TikToks going on Instagram, literally anything. And, uh, in the dugout, I try to keep it the same way. Like, you know, if I have a bad inning, yeah, I'm probably not going to talk to anybody just because I'm pissed off at myself. But, like, you know, I still try to keep it light throughout the entire game, talking to guys. I'm watching – i i we watch a, the inning on the iPad with the uh, our pitching coach, Andrew Bailey, and, um, yeah, I mean, keep it light. Because, I mean, if you're too serious, it's just – it takes – that's that's even more toll on your brain.
1: yeah. Those serious guys are like sketchy. Like, I Kevin Gossman is just like, he's just electric. I mean, I, he's just like, I, I could talk about him all day, but beads, I got to go into this with you, mate. And then we'll ask, we'll ask a webby. It, what's the most mad you've ever been in a baseball field in your major league career so far? Like, has it been at an umpire yourself? Obviously, not a teammate, but what's one instance you've had where you've just kind of kicked yourself or an umpire made a very crucial bad call in a game where you're like,
3: man, what the fuck? Like, where you could just run through a wall. Can we go minor league too? Cause, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can go minor league. Look, 2018, I'm pitching. We're in Las Vegas, and it's the last game ever at Cashman Stadium in Las Vegas. If you've ever been there, if you've ever heard about the PCL, Vegas was the worst. Ball flies. You're playing on the moon. And uh, I was I was terrible that year. And anyways, I'm closing out this game. Last game of the year, we are in Vegas. We played three or four games there. So if you can imagine, you're in Vegas for three to four days.
1: You're banged up.
3: Yeah, you're banged up. And we're playing a day game last game. The ninth inning comes and I, I, you know, I'd been wanting to get a save the whole year. Couldn't get one. Finally we're up. We're up. And I'm like, man, are you kidding me? I got a pitch. I'm banged up. I come in, gave up a leadoff triple. We're we're up by one. Pete Alonzo steps up. <laughs> I feed Pete Alonzo a couple fastballs. The second one goes to the moon and ends the season on a walk-off ends the last game ever at that stadium on a walk-off. And I was just like, I was just mad. Like, it was just like one of those going into the offseason on a low note. And thankfully, Pete hit like 52 homers the next year. So it, like, made me feel better about myself. (laughs) It wasn't like some scumbag. Um, But I was just mad. And then, you know, umpires, they get they get you mad every once in a while. But it is what it is.
1: Yeah. And what what about you? Has it been like, I I mean, you haven't really had that many blow-up starts or even appearances. So it has to be like with umpires here. I mean, what's the most pissed off you've been in your major league career?
2: Um, uh, I mean, it's, it's usually just when I, I, I have like a, a bad inning or, you know, I've had a, a couple innings where I like, don't know how to throw a strike. It's the worst. So you just like, you've, you you do not know what went wrong and how you couldn't do it. And it's just like, why did that happen? And so I'll, I usually go in like the, like the downstairs and I'll either throw some shit or kick some shit. That's electric.
1: that's electric and by the way if you listen i'm a big tiktok guy you should start sending me tiktoks pregame to watch so i'll be like this guy's locked the fuck in like this, this we should be tiktok boys but webby another thing that i heard about you through it one of your teammates donnie walton he came on the pod is he said you're a big drinks post game guy after you pitch like after you carve is that true because if that's true i got these dates circled you're in toronto in uh june of next year i'm just i'm gonna book the whole week off are you a drinks yeah. <laughs> post pitching guy
2: i am i am so in san francisco just because i i'm from sacramento so hour and a half drive for family
1: yeah
2: there's this rooftop bar we always go that's to exactly at. what he said that, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what he said you go there uh, yeah and we it's uh yeah it gets it gets crazy up there they love they all the people that are so nice to my family and like the bartenders they'll like i show up and they'll give me like three course lights and i'm like yes like this is perfect (laughs) uh, that just gets the night going and then you know um but yeah um and i i i should probably start you know changing a little bit you know not not drinking too much (laughs) but you know i i like relaxing after i'm done it's like a you know sigh of relief like throw some ice on it's like the old thing. I wish I could do it. You know, put put the bucket, put your elbow in the bucket, and put ten beers in. You can't finish <laughs> your ice you, with your ice until all the beers well, are gone.
3: That's legendary. That's yeah, all so time.
2: I, maybe I'll start doing that next year. There's still like four in there, four or five in there. Say I can't finish until I'm well, done. That's,
1: well, that, yeah. that's that's one thing is like the thing that I kind of noticed about you is kind of Donnie mentioned as well is you like, enjoy being a big leaguer, which is not a crazy thing to say or a hot take, but what Edwin Jackson said on this podcast a couple years ago was like, he wishes he kind of enjoyed it a little bit more earlier in his career, like being a big leaguer and like going out after the games, instead of just kind of being like a, uh, a nerd with it you know what i'm saying like just being yeah. really focused on your craft and stuff like that so is that something that like a, a big leaguer told you or something like that to like enjoy the time you have like after especially because you just pitched a big league fucking game like go out and enjoy yourself after it
2: for sure i i think that's a that's a uh that's a big thing i think it's like man the, <laughs> like you got to have fun like you're in the big leagues you know what i mean like you only get one chance to do this and uh, you know i try to tell you know some of the guys like hey don't take it so seriously i have some beers afterwards and i was lucky to have you know i had beatty there when i first got called called up um you know i had uh jeff Samarja who was an all-time legend um like he, he he was all about that stuff like it was um yeah you just want to have fun like is like <sighs> a was all about that i think it's i think it's cool it is
1: what about you beads like are you a post i mean because obviously it's weird because you're in a bull, like the bullpen but after a bullpen appearance and when you know you're not gonna be going for a couple days are you getting banged up a little bit with the guys or what because you guys had a great crew down there like front of the show bednar's electric he could probably eliminate beers that guy is fucked and you have
3: comedina you have all these guys right so are you getting a little bit banged up post game it was, it was good. It was a good routine this year, but you know, bullpen this is my first year on the bullpen really. And we would go cigar bar. So we, Medina was big on that. Um, another, another couple of bullpen guys that we would do post game on the road. And even at home, the Clemente museum. I mean, Webby, I don't know if when you guys were in Pittsburgh or next time you're in Pittsburgh, you got to go to the Clemente museum. It's a great, like kind of like speakeasy vibe. They've got a cigar bar downstairs a cigar room downstairs so that's you know it's true it's like you got to be able to have this time of like being able to unwind and kind of like cool off some steam from the game or enjoy it and celebrate it um you know and and you pick your spots there's some nights where you can go and get banged up more than others but for the most part try to try to at least keep it somewhat modified
1: yeah Yeah. i i have a question about because obviously the world series on right now and you see how crazy the philadelphia phillies fans are and webby you there was a video the other day of lance mccullers warming up in the pen and just getting absolutely torched by philly's fans while warming up i gotta ask you both of you i guess i'll start with you webby is what how what is it like playing in philly like these dudes are these fans because i was there for opening day for bryson's thoughts debut and it, it is fucking psychopath shit well what's it like as an opposing
2: pitcher i think it's awesome um (laughs) <laughs> i always laugh like i had my my first year 19 we went to boston i pitched in boston and in boston it's like you're like this right there <laughs> fans are this close to you in the bullpen and they're just screaming the most ridiculous shit at you and it's yeah i think it's funny though like i always laugh. And like if they get a little personal i say like hey like you know i'll just say like hey come say that to my face and they usually shut up and like they won't say anything and like um but Philly's funny man like you if you just like smile at them or like kind of laugh with them they yeah. they start they start saying it in a joking way it's not like too serious uh new york though i had this year i uh this guy said something about my mom and i i kind of laughed about it. it wasn't too bad like so i at the end I, I looked up saw who it was finished my warm-up and i threw him the ball and uh i i turned to. St- uh, to walk towards the bullpen with my pitching coach, my two pitching coaches, and the catcher, we take like ten steps, and the ball goes straight past my my head. No shit. And uh, and I'm just I'm sitting there like, did that just happen? Like, is this? And and I look back, and they're all flipping me off, everything. And and I get I go on my phone, and all of a sudden I get this DM from, and I and it's this like sixteen year old kid from New York saying that was me throwing the ball. Hope I wish it fucking hit you in the head
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Well, I you can make the argument that I am one of the most hated people. Me and Jared Caravis with uh, Yankee Twitter. Like I've had comments on the TikToks. like you better never step foot in Yankee Stadium. I've gotten DMs like fucking full ride fucking piece of shit. Like I've gotten tons of shit. BD, what's it like for you, though? Like, what stadium is is for you where you've gotten it the worst as a bullpen guy?
3: Yeah, Philly was tough, for sure. Um, but, like, I, th- I agree with Webby. Like, it's fun. I grew up in Boston, so I would go to Boston games growing up, and I would be I would be one of those guys. And so it's almost funny, like, that it's full circle. I'm the guy getting chirped at. And uh, fans can get creative, man. They can say some stuff, and it, it gets under your skin for a second, and then you realize – they're six beers deep. And, you know, most of the time, Webby's right. Like when you turn around and laugh and like, you don't show like it's really getting to you and you're pissed off, like they'll, they'll, they'll let it go. But I pitched in Philly this year and it was like, Harper was coming back from his broken wrist or hand or whatever. And it was supposedly, he was going to take like another week to do rehab starts in, in AAA, but he saw the pirates were coming to the town and he wanted to, he wanted to get good hacks <laughs> off. And so he's like, oh, I'm good to go. So he comes up, and it's, man, that place gets loud, man. It's, it's really, really loud. I couldn't even imagine being there in the postseason. But Philly, it's probably a fun place to play, but uh, as a visitor, it could be can be tough for sure.
1: You know which one that is really bad is Tyler – I'm just name-dropping like I always – Tyler Matzik told stories of his wife getting, like, death threats from these fans. The Dodgers. I'm surprised. Yeah. why Webby never why, – why didn't you mention the dog I mean, you want to talk about scum of the earth fans. I was
2: going mean- to tell you, the Dodgers fans are probably the uh, – Probably the worst, honestly. I've actually heard from, you know, guys who play for other teams when the, at the Giants stadium, actually, because uh, they used to have the bullpen down the right field. Like, I heard they were one of the worst. But, yeah, for us, it's uh, it's definitely Dodgers fans. Um, and, you know, I've heard there's, there's been multiple times where, like, family members won't come to games because they're saying, like, some pretty messed up stuff, like – yeah, no, it's... they
1: they they yeah Matzik said like in the playoffs last year after he did that like that massive inning he had that like his wife was getting death threats in the stands and shit if yeah. I have it correct or DMs, but it's like man, I, I those people are just absolute scum of the fucking earth. What let's pull let's put everything on the table here, boys. Like, what's the chirps that people say to you, Webby? Like what what's like the like what's the like the continued shit that you get here from fans?
2: Um Honestly, I, I couldn't tell you now. It's more in the moment when they when they say stuff. Like they'll say my wife's name or like
1: that's fucked
2: up. Yeah. Know, like the New York guy said my mom, my mom's name, like they knew my mom's name, which is just like I mean, that's next level, like going, you know, looking my information up. But you know, it's you know, it's part of it. You know, it's what we do. You you play in uh, a sport that has fans that like to that's that was that's what makes those places fun to go to um also though um but yeah i mean i couldn't i couldn't really pinpoint one thing it's just like you know fuck you you have it's just like it's just normal shit that, that
1: they okay i respect it. and listen because i'm a logan Web guy now and i have your back on social media for the rest of your life if anyone comes at you i'm going to search both of your names and just make sure everything the cl- <laughs> it's clean on twitter here's some stuff that i found about you that maybe you could just prepare for i searched up some stuff on twitter logan webb Here's some stuff that have been thrown out some chirps that have been thrown to you. Logan Webb looks like the bully from every Disney Channel original movie. Um, <laughs> Logan Webb looks like if Steve Irwin was born in Tuscaloosa. uh Logan Webb looks like a guy named Bass. Someone said in the MLB comments that Logan Webb looks like the a Lego MLB logo. This is I mean this is good context here. I mean, these are fun chirps. like this is what yeah. you bring to the table.
2: No, I I like it. I, I, I always get the, the Jesse Plemons one, like the, the <laughs> actor that's, that's, that's the big one that I always get, you know, it's yeah. and uh, no, it's, I think it's funny, man. I don't, you know, I, I actually, I like like responding sometimes to like some of these fans just to like, see what they, I get out of them. Um, but no, it's, it's all fun and games. They, they're, they're. I think Twitter's hilarious. To be honest with you, I think it's like uh, there's some stuff on there where it's like, okay, that's a little too far. Like you shouldn't have said that. Like a little fucked up. But like for most of the time, like stuff like that, that's pretty funny.
1: And what about you? uh what about you beads like what what do you what do you usually get because humble brag here i'm gonna like well the cat's out of the bag you're an above average looking dude plain and simple that's what we do we pump tires on the podcast here what are you getting on this what do you get what do people say to you like first round pick
3: you're in the show you're married you have a kid there's nothing they could really come at right yeah they, they go family it's like you know they'll they'll slowly get they'll slowly get into it hey you know congrats on your wife during the season congrats on your wife being pregnant and i'm like okay this is good this is about to go somewhere <laughs> you know no thanks so much appreciate it yeah something you know and then they'll just start chirping about my wife or something out you know she's a beautiful she's a beautiful woman so they've got things to say and hey it's a compliment. She's a fan of the podcast i think doesn't she's follow a, it but a fan of the she's, podcast she's a massive she's fan of the podcast pod. i mean she she heard i was coming on the podcast she said take your time i got Bo. <laughs> do your thing tell him i say hello so yeah, no. Uh... I
1: have a, I have an idea for her and other wives. I kind of want to host an MLB wives podcast. I want to hear like what's it like behind the scenes, what it's like being an MLB wife because obviously it's just it's a goddamn roller coaster of shit. I don't actually I don't even want to host it. I'll just produce it. Your wife <laughs> gets behind a mic. I'll produce it. We'll blow it up on everything, and it'll be like a little inner circle of wife talk that I'll just be the producer of, and I have no business being there. That's what we'll do. It's a million dollar idea. I'm surprised no one's taken up on it it'd be all time million i think
2: yeah.
1: what are you saying webb i think that would be pretty damn good i'm i fu- i'm a genius listen i'm a juco brain hit 160 in juco but god damn it <laughs> can i produce content god damn it can i produce content and Webby, i have another thing here a gripe to pick with the san francisco giants what's the deal with those city connect jerseys listen i'm out on them <laughs> i couldn't be more out on those jerseys are you are you all in on those jerseys because listen you do have some fire orange cleats that go with them. I will pump your tires on that, but those are just, I mean, what are we doing? It's like painting uh, uniforms.
2: I would say when they, when we first got them, I, th- I don't think many of the guys were too happy about them. I don't think many of the, the fans honestly were too happy about them either. And then, um, you know, I think our record in those jerseys are pretty f- freaking good though. Like, like we, we have a good record in those jerseys um i i, I don't mind them honestly now now i don't mind um uh, i think part of the reason is because coming up in the giants you can never wear white cleats so right? i i was a big ace fan growing up and i love like the white cleat thing and when we got those jerseys or those uniforms it was like all white and i'm like man like this is this is the time to wear the white cleat so i like I kind of liked them at that point. Cause I'm like, man, I get to wear the white cleats. Like, I think some guys kind of like that.
1: Yeah. I, they're okay. But I, I'm going to, I'm going to switch over to something here. I, I want to get a comment from you out of it. Can we get a, a official statement on why you're over five with four punches in the postseason? Do you have any, uh, any comments on that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, who did I face? I faced,
1: I, well, you obviously were facing an ace because I believe you went game one. So who do you know? Who, do you remember who you were going up against? I don't Hold have on. the stats. We, got, we on gotta that. pump. We gotta pump tires before we go. We go over. No, 5. I just want. I just want to know he, because listen, maybe him and I can get in the cage and uh, actually, never mind. I'm terrible. I'm I got dog the, he got,
3: like the last homer. I ever do
1: for like a pitcher. Really?
3: Yes. Uh, game one sixty-two last year. Got to pump tires. Got to pump tires. No, Let's we're got...
1: pumping tires. I just want to know, like, what's the deal here? Like, I mean. Did they? Uh, maybe they, were they telling you to like take it easy because now we're gonna pump your tires a little bit. I mean, I think you made history in your postseason I start. Faced
2: Bueller, I faced Bueller twice. Jesus Christ! Yep, good it was Bueller twice, Gratterall twice.
1: Oh
3: gosh, and... that's a nightmare. Uh, I remember that. I remember you. I, I mean, that's when you know you're pi- that's first... when you know you're pitching good though, because you have to face the starter and the reliever. Like you know you're shoving. You're going shove central. What Would you go eight shutty both times against the Dodgers?
1: Your postseason stats are the most fucked things I've ever seen in my life. I'll and I'm gonna say this: I'll never have that in Toronto. I'll never have a pitcher like you in Toronto, Gossman. But I'll never, I'll never have a guy that shoves like that when the moment gets big. It's just you. I I think you when you're pitching that good in the playoffs. And this is just my dumb brain brain asking this question. Did you kind of look back and be like, "Holy shit, I'm carving in a playoff game"? Like, did that kind of cross your mind a little bit?
2: Uh, yeah. I mean. I think just, like, pitching in the playoffs, it was just – it was, like, fun. It was it, it turned into, like – like, I, you know, when you're growing up, like, you play in playoff games or, like, in your little league, like, you play in the all-star games. Like, that was that was the best, right? And I've never – I played in the playoffs one time in the minor leagues. Um, and I, I think it was Salem, 2015, pitching in Salem. So, that was, like, my first time pitching in the playoffs since – 2015 and it was just like you know i just had fun with it i mean i had buster posey behind the place so that made it a little bit easier um to to kind of calm the nerves but but yeah looking back it was, it was cool man it was uh it's crazy to think that's the first time the giants and dodgers had played in the playoffs against each other so i think like when i heard that it kind of added a little bit like it was it was awesome
1: it's uh, and I'll pull up your stats here because obviously I caught you off guard with that postseason hitting. And listen, I I don't catch people okay. off guard. I,
2: game five, Roll, I think it was a hundred and two. I fouled straight back.
1: <laughs> I that just, was,
2: missed, it. just it, missed it. Just missed it. Just <laughs> missed it. Got two. It got two cutters after that, or two <laughs> sliders.
1: <laughs> That's all time. And I'll bring up like I said the postseason stats. The holy shit. Fourteen innings pitched, one earned run, seventeen punchies, .682. Keep the fucking change. Holy shit. So postseason Webby is that guy. And another, uh, one thing that I'm seeing with, like, a common trend with you on Twitter and stuff is, is the Giants fans are pissed. Like, they want you extended yesterday. Uh, like, where do you stand with that? Like, how does that That's work, the by the way? I'm not, yeah,
0: they,
1: they want you – like, they want you to be a Giant for the next 30 years, which, uh, listen, I'm going to start trying to start rumors maybe that the Jays are starting to get interest in Logan Webb here. Where do – like – are you like? Is the talks happening, or like, where does are they allowed to do it now, or what's going on here?
2: Uh, I mean, no talks haven't really happened. Um, I don't honestly. I just I let you let your agents deal with all that stuff. We got me and B's got the same agent, so we'll let Seth and Sam, you know, deal with all that stuff. But um, it's break. I I do want to stay in San Francisco. Um, you know, my whole career just because I'm from there and like it's I love it there. I love pitching there. The team's awesome and I get to see my family all year all year long so um yeah it'd be cool um but I mean that's out of my control all that it stuff. is out of
1: your control and like I I want to pull up some stats here because I actually I'm kind of suggesting to be a part of your arbitration and uh here's why so this is what I, this is why like primetime games are usually night games right we can all agree <laughs> on that the primetime games are at night your ERA last year in night games was two point oh four with a seven and three record, eighty four innings, one point one WHIP. That I mean, when the when the lights are shining, Logan Webb is that guy. Like that's just plain and simple.
2: Don't tell my day games. Don't, don't tell the day my... games
1: is three five. That's fine too. I'll take that ten times out of ten. Had, but how many?
2: That's. I think I had more starts during the day this year than I did at oh, night. 18,
1: really? 18 starts uh, during the day, fourteen at night. But I mean, yeah. pr- day prime game more time.
3: Dang, that's crazy. I didn't realize that. How does that make sense, though?
1: So you just never pitched on you just never pitched on it's during the week. Getaway just, days and
2: Sundays. That way. I, it's, it felt like every game was a day game for a while.
1: That's a that, nightmare fuel. Bees, what about you? I mean, what do you prefer playing? Like, Do you prefer night games or day games? Because n- night games are electric, especially at PNC. I mean, that stadium might be the best in baseball.
3: Yeah, that man, it's a beautiful place to play. Once they start packing it up a little bit more, it'd be great. Um, I love the night games, man. Yeah. Just different kind of energy, especially when you got a, a great crowd there, you know, depending on the day game, if you got like an off day the next day, that can be, that can be fun just because you got an off day to look forward to, you pretty much got like 48 hours off. So those can be fun too, but definitely night game. Cause you get a full day of the routine, you know?
1: Wow. And I'm pulling up the bead stats here. I mean, like I said, I might, your agent might have to give me a ring here. Um, <clears throat> Beads ERA in July, which some may say is the dog days and people are starting to get fatigued. 164. Is that fucking good? Is that good stat nerds? That's something to bring up there. 164. And your ERA when you're playing on turf is 169.
3: Wow. Oh, turf. I mean, so many times I've played on, how many times have I played on turf?
1: One Let me pull it up here. Uh, like I said, we don't bring up those numbers. Uh, five innings on turf.
3: Yeah, uh. <laughs> oh, Tampa, was it Tampa Bay? Maybe. Yeah, Tampa Bay. One six nine though. That place. Dude, tem- hey, have you pitched in Tampa, Webby? Mm-hmm. Oh, that mound, bro, is elite. Is it? Oh, wait till you see your horizontal, your horizontal numbers in Tampa. What Holy makes a mound God. elite? Is it just like the like the, the height it's of it? Yeah. Just it's a
2: little, about it. It's a little. You just steeper. get there and it just feels good.
3: Oh, you just yeah, you feel like you're on top of the hitter. Yeah, God. that's so um, sick, dude. Yeah, no, it's. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate you pumping my tires. Like, Listen, me. man, I, I, like, if, if your agent
1: you. needs some game notes before the Arbs, like just give me a call. I'll pull the whole thing up. I got nothing but time here. And speaking about like, uh, like just the, the umpires and stuff like that as well is I got to talk about this because there's a lot of controversy with like my, my friend of the podcast again, name drop Joe Musgrove, having his ear rubbed up on what is the, what is the protocol for that? Webby, I'll ask you first as a starter, and then obviously uh BD with, kind of getting into starting as well but do they actually like feel you up after every start after every inning because they're saying like you can't cheat and I agree with it they're not guys aren't cheating but we're like are they actually feeling your hands up and stuff
2: uh this year was just they they checked your pitching hands um and then they would just check to see if you had a ring on your finger so that was that was really it the year before though it was everything but the pitching hand which doesn't really make sense uh, <laughs> but uh but yeah there was it was just that you know you walk off and touch your hand I mean it was like a tap like oh you're good see ya do you have your ring on no so would (laughs) you
1: say would you say this year like they kind of loosened up on it like we're like because obviously there's tons of controversy with it I don't think guys
2: are cheating obviously anymore but like how they loosened up I would say so I think uh you know I think anytime there's like a controversy like it was last year like it was like a big deal um, they had to to kind of make it a big deal um, and make it look like they were taking every measure to like check um, and then yeah this year was it um it, it seemed like it was just little um, I, don't, I don't I don't think the right words like lenient but they were just like they weren't checking as as much so I don't but I, I don't think guys were doing it um, I you know I think it was a uh, – you really can't with your pitching hand now, right? Um, but, I mean, a lot of the guys now, they do the sweat and the rosin. And, like, when you're rubbing up the ball, it, it, your hand gets black. And, like, I'll have a, you'll have a couple umpires say, like, hey, what is that? Like, I'm like, that's just rosin and the sweat. And they're like, okay. Or they'll ask, like, hey, what's that? And I'm just like, it's sweat and rosin. Um, but, like, they – So that's they, legal? Yes, yes.
1: Okay.
2: And I think well, that's – that's what, like, the the whole Karen check thing. I think, like, that's he's probably sweating or he's watering his hair or something. Like, you're allowed to do that. Like, I know one of the things they said last year is, like, you could have, like, a wet rag out there with you. Um, so you could, like, touch the wet rag and then, um, like, touch the rosin bag. And it just it makes it a little, um, not like, I wouldn't say tacky, but it gives it, you know, more grip because sometimes you feel those baseballs and uh, it's like a cue ball, man. It's, it's tough.
1: What about you beads? Like, do they, do they go a little bit harder on the, when you were coming out of the bullpen
3: or as a starter? It seems like the, with the closer, they seem like they check a little bit more because uh, I feel like when the closer comes in, they check, they have, you give them the hat and the glove. Right. And, and so the, I feel like yeah. the closer gets the most checked out of anybody, but no reliever. It's the same thing. It's when you walk off the field, um they checked the hand and then this year it was weird they like halfway through they were you couldn't wear a wedding ring a guy had a wedding ring uh, i don't know if that what? they could up up a ball or something but they had they were checking if you had a wedding ring on so i wash doesn't it really doesn't make much sense but
1: that doesn't make any sense at all but so uh, let's go off topic here webby because i'm hearing rumors circulating you're a uh, sacramento kings fan first of all i'm not a basketball guy but what the f- I mean, that is <laughs> what the fuck are we like? What? I mean, I in my lifetime they've never been good. I mean, I mean you're younger than you, but we're we're obviously you're from there, but how did you become like entertained to become a Sacramento Kings fan and just put yourself through pain? What's up with I, that?
2: Early two thousands, they were they were the most fun team in basketball. Uh, you
1: know, that was, was that so with cr- white chocolate? Hey, just go,
3: yeah, baby.
2: Bobby Jackson, um, Doug Christie. They had a good they uh that was when they got, they got screwed in the playoffs by, uh, uh you got to watch the, the Tim Donahue. I watched the, it. It's absolutely psychopathic so, shit. Talks about the Sacramento Kings Lakers playoff series. That was, I don't know, 2001 or 2002. Like the Kings, the Kings had a better team that year. And then like, after, I think it was like game six, they, it was something, something crazy, like 43 feet free throws to like five free throws oh. um, in half of that game it was it was crazy like um and then ever since then it's just you know the, the yes they have been a uh, not very good um the the game yesterday got screwed again tyler hero he hit a, a three with i think like two seconds left he jump stopped and then moved both of his feet again so there's clearly a trap <laughs> but and then the report comes out because they always do like – it's like the umpire scorecard, yeah. right? The, the two-minute report or whatever the next day. And it came out and said that he traveled and that he shouldn't have made that shot. You know, it's, it's just the you know, same shit every year. Um, oh. you gotta do I'm a Raiders fan too, so I got the tuck rule. Oh, they are
1: poverty, brother. That team has lost me so much goddamn money this year. It is just absurd. They stink. I, is there a car your guy? Like, is he, is he the guy? Like where are they out with that? I mean, he's been dog shit.
2: I like Derek Carr. Um, I mean, I don't. I I I. I'm not gonna give you an analysis on him because I'm not a. I don't know. I did play quarterback, but I wasn't very. You know, I wasn't an NFL quarterback or anything, so I don't know. But you know, I like him. Um, he is a Dodger fan, so that's kind of like one notch down for me. But, um, yeah, I mean, the team. I I think that I thought they were supposed to be so good and then it's just been tough to watch
1: yeah no that's nightmare fuel beads i know beads about to hop off here let's go let let me ask beads one question and we'll wrap it up for five minutes here with webby beads let's go into it here what's the off season going to be like obviously you have a kid now so are you still are you still cranking out lifting weights like buzzing or where are you at now because obviously you're tired as shit are you just been ripping have you just been ripping pre-workout getting after it where do you stand
3: uh inject coffee into the veins man i'm fortunate i bought a i bought a little warehouse property close to my house and i opened up a little facility mostly for the pro guys around here so we're getting we're getting workouts kicked off we're gonna get some guys in here throwing fuel uh it'll be a fun fun off season here in in houston so um fortunate to have that spot to train at you'll see some content on instagram it's gonna be a fun time who's training out of there kyle finnegan with the nationals um, Brandon Waddell he played in Korea this year he was a Pirates guy and then um, uh, Marco Pell's gonna pop in Philly's Philly's guy um, holy
1: shit we got on entre- where are you at though where are you at Arizona outside of, outside of Houston wow all right so we got entrepreneur here fucking um, Tyler Bezos ripping <laughs> up the thing but anyways brother obviously I'm gonna send you some stuff for your kid obviously because you're my guy now so I'm going to, st- uh, listen, there's one gift that I always send friends of the p- podcast and they have kids. I send, send it to Amir Garrett. It's a little teaching thing that they, they press the button. Listen, I'm not the brightest. All right. Just fucking buy it off of Amazon and send it. I'll send one your way. Maybe some, not some blue Jays gear. I was going to do that as a joke, but I'll send some pirates gear. Hey, maybe I'm, a, your I'm a free
3: agent. Talk to your fellow. Well, well listen, listen, blue- North.
1: The Blue Jays bullpen makes me fucking sick. So we may, we need a guy. All right, we need a guy coming through in that hey, bullpen. So the let's tires on
3: BD to Toronto. It's gonna be a full circle moment. What well, I'm gonna say this:
1: if I, I pissed my pants when George Springer came to Toronto, like I did it on Instagram Live, I said if he comes to Toronto, I'll piss myself. If you come to Toronto, I will piss my pants again. With that, <laughs> I, well, that's that's scary water because you probably might actually come here because they need a bullpen guy. But whatever. Well, all right, Beadie. So let's let's get that going. I'm gonna make a jersey swap of you in a Blue Jays jersey. Say, bring them home, and we'll uh, get that going. But anyways, Beads, thanks for hopping on this, brother. Love it. Appreciate you guys. It was a blast. Webby, any, any last words, Webby, for Beads?
2: No, I'll text. Him. We'll see you, Beats. Oh
1: <laughs> Webby, do you Webby, do you rip uh, video games or what?
2: Uh, I haven't in uh, probably like a year. Uh, yeah. I'm not big on like, Call of Duty or anything like that. I respect uh, that. I don't know why. I Just never. I've never. You know, my brother crushes that. Um, but you know, I've always been like, a, I like two K or Madden stuff like that.
1: I respect that. Are you? Uh, so I, I actually saw. I think D Walt said this too. You're a big golf guy. What's the golf? Are you a handicap? Like, what's your handicap? You scratch?
2: No, 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 no. I love golfing. I play a lot of golf. Too much golf, probably, but uh, bad golfer. Um, <laughs> it's to get out there, have some fun with the guys. You know, I'll I'll crush some drives, you know, make a couple putts here and there, but you know, it's more just getting out there, getting in the uh getting on the course and having some fun.
1: I actually heard a story, and maybe you could kind of talk about this too. Um, I heard I'm hearing rumors about a San Francisco Giants team party last year where you had who performed, fuck, I forgot who little John?
2: Nelly. Nelly. Nellie. Yeah, let's
1: let's go into that. Whoa, what was <laughs> up with that?
2: Talked to Donnie he was talking about it. it was Nelly E40 was there uh Tyler Rich was there um it, it was uh it was probably the coolest thing I've ever been a part of it was it it was the show that like that's like you're like oh my god this is the show like this is this is sick um it was shoved his house in Lafayette California beautiful neighborhood and we go to the backyard. It's got its, this whole thing set up in the backyard. And then, like, there's another part to the backyard, and it's a full stage, like a full dance floor. is huge. And all of a sudden, Nelly comes out, and he's like, he's singing all the all of his good songs. He's talking in third person the entire time. Like Nelly's, <laughs> happy. it was great. It was it was so much fun. What
1: was uh? what was your wife like when she was there? Was she like, cause obviously like, was she just like, this is show as fuck.
2: She was right in the front. Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, and then, you know, Brandon's, Brandon's wife actually got up there. Brandon belt's wife got up there for her birthday and she started singing and she was amazing. She did a great job. That's
1: so show. I don't know how I'd react to that. Like, it's just that's insane. E40, all the boys showing up. So, obviously, a couple of last things I want to bring up here because we talked about you carving in the playoffs against the Dodgers. How much hate did that bring to your social media by Dodgers fans? That must yeah, have they, just been a cesspool.
2: Yeah, they're not big fans of me, but you know, it's it's cool. You know, it's uh, it's part of it, you know, that's that's what makes it more fun. Um, you know, I think last year, um, I had one outing there. I think it was like the second game after the all-star break and first inning couldn't throw a strike. I think I walked, I think I walked the bases loaded, walked a run in, like it was bad. Uh, ended up kind of figuring it out. I think I ended up throwing six with one run and I'm walking off the field and I'm kind of like looking into the craps. I know, cause I'm hearing it the entire time Yeah. I was, I was walking the guys and I walk off the mound. I look up and there's like six guys, probably our age, just flipping me off like standing up flipping me <laughs> up. and i'm just like smiling kind of laughing back at them like i think it's great you know it's you know it's it's part of it um i know in i know in san francisco uh the left field bleachers they give the outfielders oh some, they're uh, psycho
1: we've had some stories well, in this podcast they're about great
2: them. they're great um uh, you know that's just part of it you know it's uh that's what makes these stadiums so good like uh, our our stadium, obviously, Dodger Stadium, Phillies, Red Sox, Yankees, Blue Jay. I haven't been to Toronto yet, but
1: well, I have I've... it. Listen, you're my guy now. Every friend of the podcast that come we go out for drinks, have a, have a have dinner, get a post game pick. So I'm already penciling you in for that. We're gonna get that going because listen, yeah. dude, i I don't know if you've talked to teammates about it, but literally every single guy that I have that I have on this podcast that have been there says Toronto's the best place
2: to visit. I don't know is that something you've heard around the league? As yeah, that's what I've heard from. A lot of guys. I had we had a uh, uh Aaron Sanchez was with us last year, and he told yeah. a story that place, and it was they're like it seems like made up stories, kind of just about. Oh, that how- guy used to pull here,
1: I, dude. He had a uh penthouse like apartment here in Toronto that was sick. Like yeah. I, I saw pictures of him stuff like that. That guy's a baller. It sucks. I mean, with the injuries that he's had to deal with, he's such a good guy. I've heard, but uh, yeah. So the second last thing I actually wanted to talk about going into that. Is is there one guy in the major leagues that you've had like the hardest time getting out? Like one guy that kind of owns you, like that you've like that, str- that you've had really good at bats against, or just like really good matchups against?
2: Uh, there's four guys that wow that that absolutely own me. You can go look it up. It's it's not <laughs> good, bad stats. Um, that and they're The funny thing is, both of them. There's two on one team and two on the other team uh I'll start with the first one's the Rockies Charlie Blackman Ryan McMahon um both those guys they got my number um you know every time every time I get Charlie out it's it's literally a, a line drive somewhere like it's hard hit somewhere and I I look into the dugout and like I'll tell the coaches about it like hey I can't get this guy out I don't know what to do and every time I get him out I look in the dugout and I'm like yes like <laughs> I get over to that and then uh the other two, I don't smile because I try as hard as I. It's it's Freddie and Mookie. I Um, it's it's not good against those guys. I've kind of I've kind of joked with Mookie about it out on the field. Like, it's every at bat. It's either a double, a single, a walk. Um, and and I just look at him. I'm just like, dude. Next time, I'm just throwing four and saying, get the first. <laughs> like, I'm just next guy out. Like, but that's the problem. Like, the next guy comes up and it's Freddie Freeman, who I also. He absolutely owns me. I, I don't know how to get that guy out. Same thing. It's 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 like if I if I do get him out, it's hundred and ten off the bat, just right at somebody. It's you know, it's just kind of lucky, but um, but yeah, those those four guys, it's it's tough. In
1: your defense, those are good four guys. That it's not like very, a nine hole hitter.
2: It, yeah, very good four guys.
1: It's not a nine hole hitter, and this is the last thing I wanted to ask you: Who's the locker room guy on the Giants? Who's the guy that's keeping the boys loose? That's on that's running the ox in the clubhouse. Like, who's that guy?
2: um the ox the ox is crawl, so he's the he's dj b crawl um i was the ox on the bus wow uh, that's an honor bus yeah it was it was cool we had johnny cueto before that um so uh other than that the guy the guys i mean there's there's a lot of good guys in the clubhouse man but um i would say it's jock jock's one of them he's the uh he's he always has his shirt off for some reason just you know he's got (laughs) out like that guy's one one of a kind one of the best um and then john brebbia um if that's a guy i would say you you need to get on the on the podcast hook it up john brebbia he's the probably the funniest dude i've ever met in my entire life like just out of nowhere just nonsense great stuff like the the best
1: Dot he i've i think he's a, I think he's big on social media he does social media stuff right or i don't know if no, I'm. i don't think he does i think that's what d walt said d walt said he was the locker room guy too yeah. yeah yeah he's yeah he's electric he's just absolutely electric but uh anyways Webby man i mean it's a long time coming to get you on this podcast can we get you on the record saying this is the best the most fun podcast you've done because so i can add it to the resume <laughs>
2: this is the most fun podcast I've done.
1: There it is. The, it, that's the Logan Webb stamp of approval by the people. We need to get it onto your Twitter feed. Obviously you're big on Twitter now, so I'm sure we'll get the retweet for the boys here. I'm going to get a good graphic out of you, a good a good angle picture of you for the graphic. But Webby, man, it was an honor to have you on. Long time coming. Now you're kind of obligated every time I ask you to come on. You have to come on. That's just like, that's the, that's the prior arrangement we have here. But I'm fired up to see what you do next year, man, especially coming off of such a big year this year uh you're a dog and it's it's really fun to watch you pitch man so keep doing your thing and uh you're my guy for life now anyone comes at you on twitter i body bag them for
2: you i love getting in the mud i appreciate it man it's good it's great being on here this is fun
1: thank you for listening to officially unofficial make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on itunes and follow us on twitter at a fish on a fish pod and on instagram at officially unofficial pod thank you